Love the little turnout so far. <laughs> Give me just a second. I'm going to tweet this out. Got to make sure that it also, I just realized, I don't think that I got it sent out in the Discord, and I need to send it out over to that. Um, but I'll tweet something in a second. We'll just enjoy the low number of people in the audience for now. But, you know, sometimes it's peaceful, man, just having a few of y'all there. You know, whether you guys are on stage or not, you know, I can either ramble. Or, you know, if you want, if you've never spoken before, and you want the opportunity to, feel free to hop in right now. This is your chance. Do it before I tweet it out. Do it before we get the big crowds here. Because it's a hell of a lot easier to take that first leap. And it's a new year, right? Like, So I'm starting off by challenging some of y'all to do something bold, do something different, break the norm, and hop up on stage to be able to talk all things NFT marketplace plus all things stunts. Um, one way or the other, we are here, we are celebrating a new year, and I'm excited for it. It is the first wonky weekly alpha of 2023, the first space that I have joined of 2023, first of a lot of things. So I'm really excited about this new year. And, all right, we got a few, we got our first person coming up on stage, Diogo.eth, who every time I see your PL, and he immediately leaves. He rugged himself. He got nervous. He saw it, and he left. I want to hear Puck Wudgie's voice. Puck, I'm going to invite you up here, and you're going to come up here, sir. It is your duty. No, I'm kidding. You don't have to if you're, <laughs> if you're, you're stuck doing whatever else. But, yeah. Like, you know, right now, wow, there he is, the legend himself. What's going on, man? I got nothing to say. Just, uh, thank you for calling me up here. And, <laughs> uh, that, following you since I got into crypto a couple years ago, and uh, it's cool to be a part of this project. Have you ever uh, have you ever jumped up on a stage for a space before? Yeah, uh, not in not with any of your spaces, but yeah, with, with another uh, – uh, I don't know if you know what VV Collectibles is. Uh, I didn't spaces for them. <laughs> Bro, I, I heard VV Collectibles back in the day. The only reason why I know about them is occasionally I would sleuth around and like um, catch some of Dr. DJ's old Twitch streams. And oh, yeah. he, yeah. I feel like he and his crew were like, their two big things that they started off with were Zed Run and VV Collectibles. Yeah, yeah, and I, I was in the um, I was in his crew for a while, and yeah, we got into VV really early. Really? And it blew up. So you were part, yeah. of Like that, that that makes sense, man. Because I I, re- I like I remember, but are, are, are y'all still big into that? Is that still a thing? Yeah, I mean it it tanked with everything else, but yeah, they got like the best IP in the world uh, on board. No, that's... it's like Marvel and everything. So. I'm... Oh, that's cool, man. I, I, they're on Matic, right? Uh, no, Immutable. Immutable, okay. Um, and, and, dude, like, that's one of the things. There's so many NFT collections out there that it's so difficult to be able to keep up of every single ecosystem that does exist. So a lot of the names out there, like the VB Collectibles, 
like, you know, I've heard the name, I'm familiar with them, but I'm not really like, you know, too well acquainted with each and every one of the projects. And, you know, there's some, sometimes you could say, well, Hey, you know, like, is that bullish? Is that bearish? I kind of think it's irrelevant because at the end of the day, it just shows you how broad of a spectrum the NFT marketplace is and how there are different corners and different areas of it, you know, that like, yeah, I think appeal to different sets of people. Yeah, I mean, there's just so many of them. It's it's overwhelming. So, dude, how how did you find out about the uh, about the wonky stunks, puck? Because you basically bottom ticked us here recently as far as your sweeps. Um, and you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna give you credit, sir. Basically, it was you and Ice Bags who had a couple sweeps there, right at the base around point oh six, like literally what a week ago. Dude, that was complete luck. There's, there's no credit uh, deserved there. I, I just, dude, I didn't, I wasn't aware. Like, you're my easily my favorite person on crypto Twitter. For whatever reason, I did not know the project, and I just found out. So I'm like, what the hell? I'm in. I love it, man. Okay, so that was it. Like, you, you followed me for a while. Then it wasn't just like you randomly stumbled across my account. You followed me for no. a while. You just never, never really were exposed to the stock side of things before. Maybe it's because just over like with all the hell that's gone on over the past year, I stepped back a little bit. So maybe that's why I missed it. Just with everything. I just went just to, it was just a ton of negativity and stuff on uh, Twitter. So I stepped away for a little bit. Do you feel like that time helped you? Like as far as being able to get back into it? Because I've seen a lot of people that they take that time away from the space and it's really difficult for them to hop back in and really stay engaged with it after that. Like what, what was kind of your trigger for, okay, it's time to step back on, you know, the Twitter and the investing that side of things a little bit more. Uh, to step back, like just when everything, every, all the prices start going down, it just gets so toxic, man. Like when everyone's in like a bad mindset, I think that just happens naturally. Everyone starts fighting. Like you can't, you can't really have conversations with people and stuff. So it's like, I just like, eh, nothing's going to change for a while. So I'm going to step back a bit, but I think all that's important to like go through a bear market and stuff. All those are like very valuable. And I think you got rugged either that or I got rugged one or the other. Rooster. No, you're fine, man. You're fine. Rooster. Welcome up, man. How is your first day of 2023 going so far? Uh, you know how a lot of people's goes, uh, a little while of recovery. Uh, <laughs> I gotta go to work uh, here in about 45 minutes, so that kind of sucks as well. Oh, dang. Um, when you, I thought you had to work last night, too. Yeah, 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 yeah. So how was, was that, life. man? Like, was it, was it, uh, very big? It, it was fun. Yeah, it was, it was busy, but it, it was fun. Uh, was still able to spend New Year's with, uh, my girlfriend, so... That was good. Um, yes, yeah, it's been a good start. Turbo bullish on 23, that's for sure. Love to hear it, man. Um, yeah, no, I feel uh, I'm the exact same way. Like, you could probably still hear it in my voice. Not only am I still a little bit sick, I feel probably a little bit more down than I was yesterday, too. But, you know, we push through. We, we don't let it stop us. And we continue to grind into 2023. 
can't let sickness, cold, whatever the heck else slow us down. So got to keep the uh, the momentum rolling. Yeah, hey, I, I want to ask you, um, just because, like, one of the things that I'm looking forward to uh, this first week in the year is actually the uh, the new Meme Land lint, or Mint. Um, I don't know if you've, uh, you've checked into that at all. I don't think I have heard of that. No, what, what what's it about? Tell me a little bit more. Just drop some out. So... Vlad's actually the guy who knows the most, but I don't see him uh, in the audience. So it's um, you know, it's a meme land project, you know, by like Nine Gag. Uh, the potato, I I don't know exactly what it is. Uh, to be honest, I know it has like something to do with their whole ecosystem. Um, the and the potatoes and their VIP pass have been uh, pumping pretty strong today. I think the potatoes just reached over three ETH. Um, in preparation, because I think if you you get a higher shot of grabbing the the new meme land lint mint, um, if you have a potato in uh, the other pieces, but I'm not too sure exactly the whole uh, ecosystem behind it. Vlad was just he's been on about the potatoes for for months and months, and uh, it's nice to see his thesis playing out. I love that man. Well, you know what's kind of cool right now? It's uh... Like, looking at the landscape of what's happened the past week, we saw that brief little pump across the market, um, you know, led by the Pudgies and some of the other things like that. About a week ago now, right? You know, it was kind of Monday, Tuesday that it was really hottest action. And then things kind of cooled off a little bit. But what we're seeing now that the tax loss harvesting season is over we're already starting to see a lot of those type of projects bottoming out starting to round back up and i think slowly grind higher you know it was like that that impulse move that we saw last week basically slept or swept a lot of liquidity and kind of left this thin floor for some of these projects i think where it's going to be just a slow grind back up to whatever that peak was before they really get moving again but, you know, it's encouraging signs so far looking across. Like, I know the, the wonkies aren't the only one, right? Like, the wonkies have moved quite a bit this morning. But, you know, like, there are several other projects that I've been looking at that kind of look like they're doing the same thing. No, right. And it's, uh, you know, I think a good part of it, too, is, you know, throughout the bear and the projects that have, you know, started to solidify themselves, you know, six months to a year ago, they've actually, um, you know, had time to build somewhat of a foundation um, and, you know, start rolling out stuff like PA. They just rolled out their uh, trade marketplace and you can um, swap trades between your different Genesis and like form your own essentially. Um, and so you're starting to see like projects actually start rolling out um, their use cases and some of the things that they were, they said that they were going to build. Um, and I think the ones that continue to do that will uh, have the strongest signs of strength. You know, like the frogs, they've been building their community for months and months on end. Um, and they just started doing frog tank and all that good stuff. Like, you know, they're starting to move. Uh, and and that, that's my thesis. That's what I'm going to be uh, placing my bets in. Well, that and art. Yeah, you know, and that's the thing that we, we harp on constantly during these spaces is that, you know, I think the broader your investments and the more that your community ties in others, the stronger that it really is. So one that I've been looking at because I've heard a lot from, I think, primarily Cube um, is Rootroop. 
you know, recently I've been looking at it and that's one that I have zero exposure to whatsoever, but I'm looking at it and, you know, you're talking about the plague and kind of the plague seals, all that connection. Root Roof somehow fits in there also. And I've got no exposure, but I'm looking at the chart, look at the price, look at the activity and the supply and all that stuff. And I'm like, man, I probably need to scoop up just a few to get some type of exposure to that as well. Yeah, nor nor do I have um, exposure to Root Troop. I know they are intermingled um, with like WAB and Ponds, but I don't know. Their art just doesn't, you know. It still is. It still is a little bit about the art, uh, at least for me. Uh, no matter like what a lot of people, other people say, like they the art does play in factor for me, um, and it just. It just doesn't speak to me that well. So, yeah, I haven't uh, joined the Rude Troop um, community yet. Bro, but that's the thing. Art is so subjective, right? And, you know, sometimes I do see where you're coming from. And you're like, man, that doesn't just click for me. But if I can get in the head and figure out how it'll click to enough other people, that's sometimes what I just base my decisions off of also. As, As crazy as that sounds, you know, I may not start off with that as my initial thesis but like you know sometimes that will be my carry forward too is what does the group think and kind of the um i guess the catalyst for momentum that really could propel this yeah um and i i know exactly what you mean i mean i've done a, a lot of that as well throughout the bear you know just, just trying to dig in into you know other things um, but a project that has actually had a little bit of volume recently, I don't know too much about, but I do uh, like the art, is um, the Kataro NFT. They're like some Asian-styled... Uh, oh, I thought you were going to say wonky cool. stocks. Well, that, that too, <laughs> but I, I've, <laughs> I, I've been uh, uh, staring at the floor. There's actually one, and I'm not going to give too many details about it, that's just like a little bit above floor that as soon as I get... Uh, liquidity is uh, joining my wallet um but i'm not gonna give i'm not giving out my alpha on the stonks because (laughs) you know as we've been here throughout the year right uh we've all developed our you know certain tastes we've been around to see you know what holds value to other people as well um and as soon as people start posting the pretty stonks you know they sell within like a couple minutes to an hour yeah, man, it is true. Like it, it, it it's kind of crazy though right now seeing it happen. You know, especially after the past twelve to fourteen months, um, you have so much flat price action with the market, right? Where there's just this accumulation where you build the strong community, where you build the core. You've got the people that are there daily, that are hanging out, that are doing whatever else, and. You know, you see these sub-communities kind of evolve from it, like the Room 110 stuff. And, you know, the roots that we've all developed in this ecosystem, I think, have kind of slowly started to branch out enough that it's become, you know, enough people have gotten exposure to the stocks organically, right? Like, it's never been something that has been, like, this massive push, massive anything else. Like, it's just kind of, you know, and it feels like with the recent momentum and the uptick, now different stocks that you could talk about previously and where you could disclose that uh, thesis that you had rooster 
and without really the fear of somebody going in and snagging it like now bro people are just going in and they are like snipering left and right like i don't know who that was that had that 80th 11 stomp sweep last night one of them they uh I love seeing that for 80s, baby. He had that uh, stonk. He he picked up for .059, you know, five or six months ago, uh, back at the beginning of June, um, which puts it at like, you know, he spent 180 bucks USD, I guess. You know, he was able to sell that yes or last night or this morning for basically .6 ETH. So, you know, he 10X'd as far as the ETH side of it. And he's still like three, four X the USD side, even with ETH crashing, right? Like kind of crazy. Yeah, see, that's a that's those nine trades, baby. People sleep on the nine trades. There's only like what two hundred of them in the whole collection, and they're my theory behind them is like they're the first chart everybody sees, right? It's the most basic chart um, before any indicators, right? You're just looking at like a you you go onto any like crypto side or charting website the first basic um you know chart that pulls up is either just a candlestick chart or a line chart um and not only that they hold a super high rarity as well so not only are they super rare but i think they resonate with a lot of people because it's just a plain chart yeah no i mean like it, it is one of those things too at first when i looked at the chart I was like, okay, what is going on with this stunk? Why? And then it took me a second. I'm like, and that's one of the cool things about it, right? Like the nine traits are one of those things where it, it, it's almost looking back at it like, you know, a three or four trait with some other collections where they may seem a little bit more basic on the surface. But when you look at the number of them that are actually like that pure and that clean, there aren't very many. Yeah, you know what also I learned about them the other day? There is not a single nine chart area type um it doesn't exist uh and that was like something that i learned what like two days ago or something that i never knew about the songs before the more you know man yeah so you know that that's one of the amazing things about the stonks in general though is that with the amount of diversity that goes in there i think there's like it has the potential for different cults around different traits to really pop up, right? You've got people that are pure price action enthusiasts. You've got people that are looking for the pure rarity side of things, like the nine trait side. And then you've got people that just don't really care about any of that. And they look for the aesthetic side of it. And they love those wonky gradients and that side of it, right? Like, so you've got something that really, I think, appeals just about to anybody for this. And I, I really think it's kind of crazy, man. You look at the stonks and it's like what other people have said, you know, hey, anybody could create whatever, whatever, but they didn't, right? Like anybody could create a crypto punk, but does that mean that everybody is going back and having success with that? No, like there's value behind cultivating a community. There's value behind the history. There's value behind, you know, what we've built over the course of the past 15 months, grinding this out and, you know, like the semblance of what the stonks resonate with and how they you know the story i think the story really gives color and gives a different perspective to the art itself and you know it it is a funny thing though how people do begin to appreciate the art aspect more the more the price continues to climb up i i I don't know how that works but it's a funny thing it's somehow (laughs) happening 
So an, another thing on that as well is, um, you know, I was thinking, uh, and I think the charts might starting might start to be resonating with people more, uh, especially like the NFT bros are, are all into PFPs and stuff because they've been looking at their bearish charts of their project for the uh, the last year. Um, and so it's sublimely, it's kind of been just being implanted into their mind. And, you know, majority of the wonky songs are bearish. Uh, and so they finally, it's starting to resonate with the other NFT bros after a year. They're like, you know what? I, I can find the appreciation because I've been staring at this same chart in my uh, doodle worm project for the last eight months. <laughs> you know, Rooster was, tell me. Was it bad of me the other day when I saw that 400 and something percent return wonky gradient chart, like the ninth most bullish stock in the entire thing at the floor? Was it bad of me to pick that up? I saw it and I was like, I cannot resist grabbing this thing. I felt <laughs> kind of bad, but I was like, I want this in my collection. Yeah, hell no. Um, because the odds of someone picking it up who like would appreciate it as much as like, you know, core members of the community would uh i sincerely doubt it no i literally had that thing in my wallet (laughs) bro i I knew that's why you were coming up whenever i saw you requesting (laughs) i was literally had it loaded and i refreshed it i'm like "Ah, i sniped it and then you looked and you saw (laughs) hey you know like here's the deal though this might be a good thing and it might be a bad thing for you the odds of that ever hitting the market again are very slim, at least for my wallet. That thing is going to be locked up and secured for a long time. And the form that it hits the wallet, you know, it'll be through somebody else's after a giveaway or something else, or it's just going to be a permanent part of my collection of stocks that I appreciate <laughs> and hold. Because it is the most bullish stock that I own now. And I was like, man, I could not turn that turn that down you did great you're the biggest sniper here so congratulations well i appreciate it man you know there there will be more probably you know like one of the things that i'm seeing still as we're kind of climbing back up there have been a decent amount of fresh you know wall or fresh stonks that haven't hit the market at all since mint that have slowly started to pop up which that's where yeah, a lot of real mentor, opportunity comes in. A mentor just listed a guppy this morning as well uh, for the first time. Dude, that's awesome. You know, yeah, I saw they listed that for one and a half ETH, which is what they, you know, the most recent sales have been. And if they do that, you know, it's still really cool seeing that where they made it that thing for free back in October of last year. And they may just be catching out, but like, Dude, that's still for them. If they end up doing that, basically a free two grand that they ended up getting from minting back in October of last year and being able to hold on and go through it like, you know, the Kaleo Hondo stimulus check beating out, beating out whatever government stimulus check there was over that period. Who needs airdrops when you buy wonky stonk sub 0.1 ETH? I mean, come on, let's be honest. No joke, man. Dude, that's, you know, the crazy thing, too, looking through, I was looking through 80s Baby's wallet back. I didn't realize how low his average entry was. It, it's impressive, what like, his conviction. Yeah, 
check out cubes as well cube like cube got a bunch around 0.04 0.05 shout out to cube well bro that's the thing though that's really fun right now for just about anybody that you know any of y'all that kind of had that conviction picked some stuff up over the course of the past 12 months like everything right now is basically a gravy train and like you know it kind of is you know almost a like obviously there's no risk free no anything else but you know it's just I want to hear from your perspective, Rooster, you know, is there a difference in feeling for you, which I know price should never reflect anything like, but how does it feel right now? Do you, are you starting to feel any vindication in your conversations with your girlfriend or anything like that? Or is it too early? Uh, I mean, neither, uh, to be honest. Um, you know, I've had, we we've been in here for the long haul right so, uh since day one i've always had the same amount of conviction right i i did let one go uh, or maybe two go um whenever like we hit like 0.3 eth you just just had a smart trading perspective right um but no nah, i've always been turbo bullish on the songs like you know yeah i feel a little bit of validation you know to see that the conviction is you know still pulling through after you know, over a year now, but it, it's not really any, uh, anything crazy to me, you know, it's still super undervalued. Um, it's still a long way to go. Well, dude, the way I look at it is this realistically think about, think about generative art projects that are out there right now. And think about sex successful generative art projects and, opportunities that really exist outside of the art blocks ecosystem and you know there there are a few but there really aren't that many so when you look at opportunities for i think basically to be able to crack down on that monopoly and that actually have a set community that have an active you know an active user you know collector base they're it's tough for me to think of a ton out there outside that have as much exposure as the stocks. So I think you need to um, explain to people a little more frequently what you mean when you say by generative, because I think the average person's just going to think like, you know, oh, all NFTs are generative, right? Like you collect a bunch of traits and you slap them on something. They, I'm pretty sure they assume that's generative and not that the fact that the stonks were actually, you know, generated on their own from a code. There, there is a line and a difference between, you know, the generative that you're talking about and I think what the average person is going to be assuming. Okay, so I think that's fair. And that's a good point. Like, it, it is a really good, you know, distinction where... I, yeah, I never even really thought about that rooster because if you think about it, like the pandas, the penguins, a bunch of these other PFP projects, in a sense, are generative where they've got a bunch of traits that were pre-drawn and randomly pieced together, right, in different sets of rarities, whereas the stonks were completely co-generated. There was no pre-drawn anything. All the price action, all the color schemes – all of the everything was just randomly, you know, designed by the code. And one of the cool things, too, that a lot of people don't appreciate as far as the price action is concerned, I think the traits 
characteristic, which, you know, the nickname, uh, it's nickname on the thing, where the nicknames, if you look at it, you're like, okay, what the heck is this? A meltdown, a bag holder, face ripper, whatever. Well, Hondo put in there with the algorithm whenever the generative price action was forming. And, you know, when I say generative, everything that happened there as far as the price action completely randomly generated by this algo, right? Then what the algo did is it bucketed similar types of price action, almost like what you would do with trading where you say, okay, this type of formation, you know, you've got X pattern right here and Y pattern, you know? So anything that was similar price action based on the algo was grouped into these different nicknames. And if you look at it, click on a nickname, you'll see the similarities in the price action. So even though the price action, like, you know, no Hail Mary is exactly the same, but you can see the similarities between, okay, this is what makes it a Hail Mary, right? Like a stick save is a really obvious one for me. Anytime I see a stick save, I'm like, okay, that's obvious. You know, same with a mountain range or a Volmageddon. Yeah, Volmageddon. The more you look into it where you're like, man, there's some really distinctive traits on here. And I think that's one of the beauties of it, right? Especially if you're looking at it from a charting perspective, isn't just the color scheme and whatever else, but the actual like, you know, what went into the background of some of this for distinguishing the traits, I think is what makes it really unique. 110%. Yeah, after hours of looking, you know, to a trained eye, you can kind of look at the floor now and understand uh, and, you know, kind of guess which traits are on that stonk. Um, but to the average person, you know, the average new shopper that's coming looking on the floor, they're going to have no idea. Um, a lot of people come into the stonks blind, right, and have no idea what they're buying. Um, some people get really lucky. And, um, you know, like we had a fellow panda the other day get some wild rides for super cheap. Um, he didn't even know what he was grabbing. Um, but you know, there's only like 42 of them in the whole collection. And, uh, I think one of the ones they got was, um, you know, within, it might've been a minute chart, but it was like a 200% swing, like every 30 minutes or so, uh, in the stonk. And, um, that you can kind of tell it's a wild ride then, you know, something swinging from a plus 150% to negative 50% every 30 minutes. I mean, that's pretty crazy. No, that is insane. So, Pick God, what's going on, sir? Happy New Year. Happy 2023. Welcome up to the stage. How are you doing today? Yeah, Happy New Year, guys. Hope everyone's uh, doing all right, man. I'm just chilling. You know, watched some uh, football, went out last night, looking at the stocks. I mean, part of me, man, thinks that, you know, when I swept, I don't even know, like a week ago, two weeks ago, .06, I think is when my entry point on the sweep, you know, kind of kicked off that little bullish price action. Like you said, you know, doesn't take it wasn't taking very much uh, to really move the floor around. So, didn't Bro, you're, you're the other person I was forgetting. It was you and Puck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but now, like you guys said, I think I noticed definitely. You know, you saw a huge spike in some some stocks that had never been listed listed, which was really nice. You know, even though they're a little more expensive, I see a couple of things I'm I'm pretty interested in buying. I love that, man. And, you know, that's a cool thing, too, again, that 
after after a spike up like that, it really doesn't take much to move whatever the average floor is. And you expect some type of pullback on that type of move. And that's what we got. But the cool thing about that is for anybody that actually has conviction in the project, what it does is it takes people that bought just for like a quick flip, you know, they shake themselves out of it. And the people that have conviction want to accumulate whatever, you know, it basically puts it back in the hand, hands of them. And that, like, that's the thing that I love to see about it. It's organic price action. Everybody has a place and a role to play in all of this. But, you know, one way or the other, man, I like I still think people are sleeping on the stonks. And I like it, it just there's something that clicked for me really recently. And I've always believed this, but it just like I, I don't even know how to describe it. There's a vision that I had recently where it just really made sense. And it's like, okay, at 0.17, you know, the stocks are still in a lot of people's minds. They're like, oh, you know, it is what it is, right? Like, they're just another NFT project. At 1.7, people start to say, okay, well, you know, I kind of see why people like the stonks with this. It's interesting. Don't want to ignore it. Like, they are what they are. You know, then... As as a project starts to creep up, like it's like what happened with the penguins, right? As you're at five to six ETH, people are like, "Oh man, like there really is something here, something cooking, right?" Like, and then all of a sudden, people start simping for the that never would have noticed it at whatever the lower tier is. And I just kind of feel like, you know, I don't know what the path for that is. It just almost feels like that path in general over the course of the next couple of years is inevitable because, you know, you see how easy it is right now with like low volume, low traction, whatever, to be able to start to move this. And then you develop this community that's been in it for whatever amount of time that they believe in it. And that's where the real value comes into play over the course of the years. And like, as much as you want to meme it, whatever else, like that is the true value. And that's something that we already have. So it's just a matter right now of like, I think it's just a matter of time before the rest of it follows. And, you know, we've had that conviction regardless of where the floor is, regardless of whatever happens. I mean, heck, if it ends up retracing from here again, like F it, like we'll still be around. But I do really just have a different feeling about what's been happening recently. And I have a strong sense of conviction. And obviously a lot of that, you know, plays into myself, but the bigger majority of it is actually seeing y'all and, you know, how active everything has been on your side of it. It's been fun to watch, man. So I'm really excited about 2023. Yeah, I'm pumped, man. I mean, I I, th- I think someone posted in that Stonk Factory uh, DM, you know, like the open sea volume over the last couple of years and just seeing like, you know, the last couple of months is just a blip on the radar you know i've said a couple times i think nfts are probably the easiest way to onboard people into crypto in the next cycle so you know the price action will happen organically i'm not really worried about it you know i don't mind if it retraces honestly i I would prefer that so i can pick up some more and get to 50 but you know for now we'll uh take it day by day and see where it goes so should we fud a little bit instead of talking so highly about it (laughs) Uh, this week we FUD. <laughs> That's it. We need more FUD. We need more people. <laughs> we, and I love I love Bob Laxative, by the way. Like, we need more of those type comments, though. Like, they're, they're buying JPEGs of 
charts now, send it all to zero. We need more of that. Once they start, like that is the disbelief stage. That is the first stage of a movement. Um, all right. So, Crow, what about you, man? So I want to hear what is going on in your world today. Um, and, hey, you know, also another thing, too, you know, you brought up you're involved with the Sunnies project as well. Dude, feel free to, you know, talk about talk about that, because I know that they put you up as some community ambassador or something like that, I think. Tell me a little bit more about what you're uh, what you're working with with them. I'm kind of licking my wounds right now. I was up. uh all night with graphite <laughs> we were chatting in a discord um the sunnies basically i've just been like cracking the whip behind the scenes um giving them a gentle nudge not so gentle honestly just kind of pushing them forward they have good ip um they need a lot of help with their community um and, and communication like that's something that they're they're dropping the ball on so i've just been kind of bothering them every single day just trying to push them forward and and get their asses moving so was it a self-driven initiative for you to step up or did somebody within the leadership reach out to you no i mean somehow i ended up with like 90 of the things um so basically just trying to take destiny in my own hands right like i can sit back and complain or try to do something about it so i've been kind of organizing with the other top holders and community leaders and kind of banded together and um, try to push the thing forward. I respect that, man. I definitely respect it. Um, I love how he said it's not a, somehow I ended up with 90 of them. (laughs) Somehow. (laughs) That's how this thing is, man. It's addicting. I got like 25 wonky songs. Like you just, once you buy one, you just keep buying them. So brainfart.eth, welcome up to the stage, man. Happy New Year. How are you doing today? Uh, I'm good. Uh, Happy New Year to everyone here. And uh, are you still in uh, New York or you've uh, come back? No, I've come back from New York. And by the way, so I don't have COVID. I tested negative for it. Um, But I definitely came back with something. And you know, the funny thing was, there was this alarm system that New York City, I guess, automatically sends if you have an iPhone, where it said, would you like to opt in to notifications if you ran into somebody that potentially had COVID? And I, I like, why would anybody ever say yes to that in a city like New York, where you're walking <laughs> around the streets and you're constantly net? I feel like that's just, you know, you understand the risk that you're taking going into it. Well, I was going to tweet that. And about the same time I was going to tweet it, I started feeling kind of crappy. You know, I was on the flight back and then I was like, okay, better not just in case I get sick and it is COVID because then I'll look like a dumbass. But, you know, I still don't think my point changes one way or the other. Like if the notification came and they said, Kaleo, you came into close contact with somebody on a random street in New York City walking that might have had COVID at one point or another. I mean, what good would that have done me, right? Like, what would it have changed with anything right there? But anyway, we're down. We're down bad, but we're also up good. It's 2023. We are going to tackle this, whether we have a voice or not. So uh, I backed up. 
No, no, appreciate that. Uh, plus, like, uh, like it's always been a dream of mine to like go to New York for like New Year. So, like, uh, you went there for the New Year's, or you went there for like an event? Oh or no, something? no, no. We like the girlfriend just had some days off, so we just went up there. She'd never been, so it's just a quick few day long trip. Ended up heading, you know, back on the thirtieth. I, I would not want to be there during the um the actual new year's eve it was already getting crazy on the 30th and they just shut everything down for new year's eve day or night slash new year's day and it was already overcrowded i would way rather be there i mean there are some people i guess that's their vibe but there are just better and more appealing things to me in the world than being stuck shoulder to shoulder not really able to do anything other than just be next to people for 12 hours holy shit like to okay 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 because like i was like always hearing oh new york uh new year celebrations are like wow it is like a must go at least like once in a life or whatever so i was like probably had that on my bucket list but after listening to you i think i might want to like revisit and think about it like because i have a son so probably it would not be like easy to enjoy the whole experience for like 12 hours like standing shoulder to shoulder with people just for like some fireworks eh? yeah bro i think it'd be more stressful than anything else but hey i mean talk to people that have actually experienced it and gone through it personally i mean i talked to anybody that actually lived in new york city while i was there and i asked them about it and the average person that lives in new york city never goes to the times square ball drop they never go to anything like that they stay away from it at all costs Yeah exactly because like uh, everyone that I've uh, asked uh, advice on like all of them have been like yeah no do not go it's not worth it uh, uh, and probably that is not the best time even to visit uh, new new york city because like the weather also uh, is unpredictable so you might uh, and it like uh, end up like just like not having fun at all so So yeah okay uh, uh, sorry for like diverting away from the conversation i don't know if oh, this don't is... apologize man that's the great thing about these spaces <laughs> so we just roll with the punches yeah but like uh, that's all what i had to say like nothing nothing is all good wait brainfire i got to ask you man so how long have you been involved with the the uh, punchy community for uh so basically uh, after like the crypto bull when i came back from vacation uh, it was august 2021 uh when like my first ever nft like i was looking at the new york time article and uh, that was like like it showed like the apes and all the other nfts there and the pudges were there too so at that time i was looking for like a store of uh like a place to store my eth because i knew if i had it with me i would be like either like selling it or whatever so at that time in my mind like investing in a good nft project was like the way and uh, penguin just because of the art i had no idea about the team i just like invested so i bought the top actually of the pudgy penguins and then i just like held uh, ever since but really grateful to the team that took over and then once i saw you uh tweeting about uh, like the pudgies and like charting nfts i was like oh holy shit like uh, i hope what you're tweeting like actually turns out to be good so so yeah pretty pretty happy with the overall outcome it's been like a year and a half since i've been there but yeah definitely been a roller coaster of a ride
Yeah, a year and a half, you've seen everything, man. So what was it that kept you sticking around? I know a lot of people left during that time period, but that's one of the cool things about the Pudgies also. They dealt with a lot of FUD before they're seeing the success they're seeing now. Um, you know, so a lot of a lot of people with a lot of vind- or you know conviction in the project where it's finally paying out a little bit. I'm just curious, what was it that kept you around? Okay, so me, like, because I've been in crypto since 2017, I've held projects for, like, a long amount of time. So I was uh, basically used to holding uh, things. Like I, like, I do not panic when things are going bad and whatnot. Like, I've been through, like, two bear markets. So that was one thing that played a factor into it. Uh, for, like, me, it is, like if uh, probably like not a good thing, like you should cut your losses and all that. But I don't know with like this NFT thing, I just uh, knew like, because I've, I've like, I saw other projects in NFTs where like community took over or some other guys who had more conviction than the founding team, like they took over. So in my head, I kind of knew that there might be someone who could see the vision of this collection because like the art is just like so simple and it is like, like so cute. Like it was something which is like, uh, like the art was insane, right? Like uh, there's uh, like all the pages are clean. It is like for everyone, right? So I was kind of like waiting for someone to come and like scoop it up. So uh, during that time, I was uh, not listening to the FUD and all. Like, I just knew if I just, like, waited it out, and then it would all, like, work out. Even, like, when, like, the rocks came out from the eggs, and even when, like, the littles uh, minted, like, even the little penguins were good. So I just kept on, ha- like, uh, like holding. And then when there were talks between some potential buyers, when Luca got in, I just, like, did, like, a little, little bit of research uh, behind uh Luca and uh, once he came on board and we had like the meeting, uh, that was like a no-brainer. I was like, okay, this this kid actually, he's like a kid. He knows what he's doing, so I'll probably just like uh, now. I think the pudgies are heading in the right direction. And when like you and uh, Pentoshi and all of you guys started tweeting and like getting behind the project, that time it was like, okay, now it's like a no-brainer. Like the pudgies are going to make a good comeback. Yeah, man. And, you know, the best thing about it, too, I love hearing how even, you know, my involvement and talking about different projects like that have helped people, whether, you know, it's adding to their conviction for the pudgies or something else, because that's one of the things, too, that's kind of crazy with the NFT scene. And it blows my mind with why people have shown it so much hate is the average project that I've talked about since I've gotten involved in it has done multiples over, you know, multi-month period. And it's been a slow, steady grind, yet somehow there are these ignorant people that just reply back and they're like, you know, you touch NFTs, you're going to get wrecked, right? Like if you do this or that, they're... and it's like, bro, have you not looked and paid attention to any of the shit that's happened throughout the course of this period, right? Like with anything, there's the opportunity for that to happen, I guess. But at the same time, look at the facts before you just you know, make yourself look that, you know, like that much of a dumbass. I'm sorry to put it that way, but it's just, it is what it is. No. And, uh, and like, also like when, like when you're in the crypto space, right? Like things keep on changing uh, very quickly. Right. So it is like NFTs 
is like a branch of crypto right so it is like something that is built on top of uh, ethereum blockchain right and there have been like many other protocols and other things that have been done so like to me uh, uh, like nfts whenever they came out i obviously got in late uh, before like the whole uh, like those crazy like pumps happened but every one of us have our own journey that we have to take whether it is good or bad or whatever but uh, i did a little bit of like people don't want to do the research people don't actually want to want to understand they just want to like invest something and then uh, have it go up like 10x like in like a week or whatever that did happen during that nft bull run that was happening but it is like if you actually do your research and you understand and you can find like good long term conviction plays uh it does pay off at the end and then also like uh when like when there is like a lot of fud going around and then when you see like people who you are following like basically when i followed you or like the other guys uh i basically uh take your guys advice like into consideration as well right for like whatever so it is like uh you have your own conviction but just to like solidify it if you have like people who you look up to and when they are also like tweeting and they also share the same conviction that you have that certainly helps and give you like a more you know like confidence that okay like the thought process that you have and what you're thinking is also what like the og guys are thinking as well right and i think like that is why like those big guys tweeting and even you charting out that thing it really did help all of the other guys who even had a doubt that okay like uh, this thing is coming from like a guy who's like when well well known obviously like risks are like risks are involved but it like it gives them like an extra like incentive and an extra boost that okay whatever you are thinking is like correct Hey, you know, you brought up like even the charting of NFTs. Rooster, how much more frequently have you seen people post charts of NFTs and their price actions since I started really, you know, investing in NFTs? Oh, a lot more. Uh, a lot more. We did a little influencing. <laughs> Getting, yeah, but no, there are a lot more people that are NFT natives that are starting to look at that side of it and kind of believe that side of it. And Rooster, you know, I think that it does play back into that narrative that you brought up at the beginning of this, where, you know, all those people that may not have had that exposure, the opportunity to really, you know, they were NFT first people, not chart first people. Well, now they're starting to appreciate the charts more. And what does that rely back to? What is the marriage between the two? You know, NFTs that aren't charts. Wonky stonks, baby. Like a wonky stonks. <laughs> That's it, baby. That's it. So, you know, slowly but surely, we meme ourselves into a blue chip. It's inevitable. Oh, what what's inevitable is a single wonky stonk will have a greater value than any one single tradable stock on the market 100 for a fact it's gonna happen Bro, not financial advice not financial advice that is the dream meme right and like a lot of people say how you know uh, an nft project needs meme ability bro how memeable is it that like my dream is that the jpeg of a stock chart is more desirable than any other actual stock like itself that is the ultimate 
meme, in my opinion. And I think it's like, I, I really think it's going to happen one day. And at that point, I'm telling you, that's the point when everybody looks back and they're like, damn, like, okay, this is fire. It does resonate with me. I see it, right? Like people understand it. Because again, like look at the crypto punks. Look at how much shit they got for the longest time. People are like, this is freaking pixel art. Who would want this? And now people are like, man, that's so OG. It's so classic. It's just, you know, it's such a clean look, right? Like it's the same, like same JPEG as it was back then, just with a different price tag associated. Right. And imagine the meme when people are at like family gatherings, like Thanksgiving and, you know, uncles or cousins or whatever are talking about, you know, their little Robin Hood investments. <laughs> and then you're just like, okay, well, I got a picture of a stonk that's like worth like three times your portfolio. <laughs> that That's a great meme. That's it, man. That's it. And, you know, like so the ultimate dream again is one day, you know, like rooting back to the very first mint. Uh, there was a lot of a lot of inquiries, and it was tough not to do anything about it. Where a lot of holders wanted something else from the stocks immediately, and like it was tempting at times, right? Because you want to sit there and you want to say, "Okay, well, here are X, Y, Z things that I'm going to do to try to satisfy people and change course, change the roadmap." But at the end of the day, each and every one of those items that I saw weren't part of the original vision. They were just like different hype engines. And they changed the narrative as far as, okay, this is about the art. And I'm really thankful that we have stuck with the art narrative because from there, it really is something where you underpromise and you overdeliver. As there is more demand within the ecosystem, whatever that may be, you know, you have built up a very strong core community base that not only, you know, not only have they ridden the wave all the way up, but they believe in that ecosystem. They believe in the project and it gives the people that may be priced out of that opportunity to be able to enter in. But my thing is there's no rush to get there, right? Like there's no rush to do anything different. It's a pure focus for me with ledge art on the stonks until, you know, a clear opportunity really arises to say, hey, you know, here's something that we potentially can add, you know, is more collections within Ledger. Like that's one day a vision that's there, but it's never something that we're going to rush toward, right? Like, you know, the stocks are, are everything and, you know, will, will be everything as far as I'm concerned until however far else. And, you know, then like, you adapt based on the demand within the community. It's brilliant. The roadmap of vibe and vibe harder. Like looking back, brilliant. You can't mess that up. That's it, man. You really can't, you know, so it's, it's been fun and it will continue to be fun. Like there's, (laughs) You know, it's crazy. We're we're on week number 45 of doing these spaces consistently. And, you know, the spaces have slowly started, you know, to trickle back up, right? Where we had a smaller crowd that would show up to the wonky stonk space each week. And we're slowly starting to see that number start to pick back up in the heart of the bear market. 
you know, because I think more and more people are slowly interested in what's actually happening here in the background. It's never been a bear market. It's always been a wonky market. That's it, man. That is the alpha. So, yeah, you know, it's, it's been fun. Um, I love to see it. And, um, you know, I apologize again that I wasn't able to do this on Friday because that whole flight mess was a little bit of a fiasco. Um, but yeah, man, I'm glad that, glad that we got to do this now. Um, I apologize though. I've got almost zero voice left in me. (laughs) Excuse me. And I probably, (laughs) you you hear it in me. I probably need to step down (laughs) for now, but I really, really do appreciate y'all. And I'm excited about everything that we've got uh, going this year. And wait, I need to give away a stonk real quick. Um, You know what? Let's see. I need to put it in. All right. I'm going to give it to brainfart.eth. He fulfilled the requirement of retweeting and liking and commenting on the initial tweet. And he came up on stage and engaged for the very first time ever in one of these wonky spaces. So, sir, is that your actual ENS name? Like, you know, the brain emoji and then fart.eth? Uh, no, no, I don't have it set up yet. I will just like DM you my wallet address if that's okay. yeah. DM me your wallet address. Um, and and like and like because... thank you, yeah, and thank you so much for this. I've been like wanting to get into uh, the wonky stonk, and it was like uh, I just like got distracted. There were like so many charts which I was looking at. There was this one pink chart for like zero point zero eight. Uh, someone had listed and by the time I got my funds ready to get that there was like this big massive sweep that came out of nowhere and it was like scooped up over there so like uh, thank you uh, thank you buddy for this like I really appreciate it yeah of course man you know that's one of the important things to me too is giving back to people that look like they're going to be you know strong contributors and that want to be in this community right like that's one of the more important things for me is helping grow it with that way. And that's what I love to do with these giveaways. And, you know, for anybody that's in the audience, all of these stonks that I give away, I, I purchased myself off the floor over the past 15 months, right? Like they were not pre-mined, pre-minted, you know? So I, I want you to know these aren't like extra supply that just came out of nowhere. You know, I, I purchased these back from the community to continue to help grow the community. So that's their main purpose. And I love to be able to, you know, give it to people that are deserving like brain fart. So, sir, I will send you one. Um, just DM me back and welcome to the uh, stock community, sir. Let's fucking go. Welcome. 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 Yeah. Set that All right. Right. Yeah. Just like send you the DM. Uh, thank you. Thank you very much. And uh, glad to be part of this awesome wonky stonk community all right let's go all right well ladies and gentlemen happy new year again happy 2023 it's going to be a good one and with that we will see you right here this next friday for another wonky weekly alpha episode happy new year y'all
Take it easy. <laughs>